0: Listen, you know what we do when every time we get ready to start a broadcast, we ask those of you who are live to go ahead and click hashtag live or type that into the comment section uh, and also type in hashtag replay if you're watching on the replay. Listen, we appreciate all of you champions for being here tonight. I'm excited. I get to talk to you tonight about a subject uh, that is near and dear to my heart. We are still in the midst of our partnership classes. We are still going through, this is lesson number 11. Uh, We spent a great deal of time teaching these classes. Ralph and I are working to package them together so that those who have missed certain ones, you'll be able to go to one simple place, not only to be able to watch the videos, but also to get the notes. Uh, So if you've missed out on some of these, not to worry, you can go back and watch them. And the great thing about them is they're not just designed to be classes for Uh, just for you to understand what we do at Fellowship of Champions, but they really are classes designed to help you grow spiritually as well. In fact, over the course of the last several weeks, we've talked about the subjects of salvation. We've talked about uh, church vision. We've talked about receiving the, the spirit of the pastor. We've talked about the importance of dedication in singleness of purpose. We talked about church authority. We talked about church discipline. Uh, Pastor Ralph did a wonderful teaching about understanding uh, the ministry of helps, which is absolutely necessary for the entire church to function. Uh, I did a teaching on dealing with the spirit of offense, because that's one of the things that can absolutely derail your destiny, allowing offense to come into your life. And then last week, I don't know if you were here or not, if you, if you, mi- if you weren't here, you missed out. But Pastor Chris did a wonderful teaching about how to enter into praise and worship uh, and most importantly she just de- gave a great demonstration uh, of what it means to plow through to, to to do whatever your assignment is to just get to your assignment because she had a lot of internet issues uh, she was going in and out of the broadcast but every time she came back she was just right on point and so tonight uh, I get the opportunity to talk to you, uh, as I said, about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And it is understanding the role and the purpose of Holy Spirit, understanding the role and purpose of Holy Spirit. So this is our new partners class. I know that we typically do uh, announcements and those kind of things. I'm going to hold off and do some of those at the end. So that way I make sure that I get um actually into the meat of what I wanna talk about tonight. So remember, those of you who are watching, go ahead and uh, you know, tag our partners, share it on your page, share it in groups you have permission, uh, share it on your story. Uh, I hope that this teaching blesses you. Uh, again, this is a teaching to let you know uh, what we believe here at Fellowship of Champions concerning the person of the Holy Spirit and, and how he functions in our lives. And the reason I believe this is so important is because we live in a day and time where there are so many people uh Churches that are truly focused on how many people they get to make a commitment to Christ, and while I have no problem with that, I believe people need to make a commitment to Christ. The Bible actually tells us that what we were supposed to be doing is making disciples, not just getting people to make a commitment and then allowing them to just go off and do whatever they want to do, live however they want to live, and just you know do whatever whatever comes natural to them. Uh, that's not exactly what uh, we were supposed to be doing. we were supposed to be getting commitments for Christ, but then we're supposed to have some discipleship with that. Along with discipleships, you can't disciple without having the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him the paraclete. The Bible says he's the teacher, he's the counselor, the guide. And so if we're going to live this blessed life, if we're going to uh, experience this year of release, if we're going to have uh, this season of great harvest, It is all going to be because we understand the role and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we live in this society where we have masses of people, masses of people who uh, are coming to Christ. And that's a good thing. Uh, In fact, uh, you can read in the Bible, in the book of Mark, John the Baptist uh, was 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 literally uh, out uh, in, in this area proclaiming uh, the coming of Christ when Christ actually shows up on the scene. Uh, he actually tells Christ, he says, hey, you know, I, I'm not worthy to even stoop down in the mud and tie your shoes. You know, but Jesus says to him, I, I, I need you to baptize me. This is something I need you to do, because this is going to fulfill uh, the prophecies that you guys have read about. And the Bible says in Mark, chapter Mark, chapter one, verse eight. Uh, John the Baptist says, I indeed have baptized you with water. He says, but you will bat- but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He was talking to all those people he was baptizing. He says, look, I'm going to baptize you with water. Okay. You're going to make a commitment for Christ. It says, but there's going to come one and what he's going to baptize you with is going to be greater than water. What he's going to do is he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then soon after that, we see that Jesus was indeed baptized by John. And the Bible says that when he came up out of the water in Mark chapter one, verse 10, it's recorded where he says coming out, out of the water. He immediately saw the heavens open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. This was the moment of empowerment and anointing for Christ's ministry. This is the time. Mark chapter one, uh, verse 10. It lets us know this is the opportunity. Notice Jesus, even Jesus Christ himself, he did not start his ministry until after he had been endued with power from Holy Spirit. And so this, this afternoon, we want to talk about, uh, the role and the purpose of Holy Spirit, because so many people, depending on whether you grew up Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, in the oneness church, whether you grew up Kojic, whether you grew up, um, um, you know, uh, I mean, um, Presbyterian, Catholic, whatever you grew up, right? It, it, however you grew up and in that particular church where you grew up or, or maybe you didn't grow up in church at all, you've only heard stories about the Holy Spirit and you and most people have heard stories that the Holy Spirit comes up on you, that it comes on you and it, 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 it makes you do something and makes you run and make you shout and, and, and all of those things. And I think what has happened is we have scared people away from Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit really ought to be the thing that we cling to the absolute most. In fact, the Bible says that after um, being raised from the dead, Jesus told his disciples in Luke 24, 48 through 49, he says, I am sending the promise of my father upon you. He says, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus was telling his disciples that just as the spirit descended on him, the Holy Spirit would also equip them and empower them to do the work of the ministry. Now, notice this. Jesus, he goes back to the father. He says, listen, I've done my assignment. I'm going back to the father. He says, but I will not leave you. And I love this. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. He says, I won't leave you alone. He says, I am sending this promise to you. Well, what is the promise that he was sending? He says, I'm sending a comforter. I'm sending a counselor. I am sending a guide. I am sending someone who's going to be with you on the inside of you, just as I was with you on the outside of you when we walked together. So the baptism uh, with the spirit is actually a gift. Why? Because it was a promise. So the baptism of the spirit is a gift, it is a promise from God that the father, that Je- from, from, from the father, that Jesus gives or makes available to all of God's children. Because of what Jesus did, because of what he did on the cross, you and I don't have to be comfortless. We don't have to live in this world without answers. We don't have to live in this world without understanding. We don't have to live in this world without wisdom. We don't have to live in this world not knowing what we're supposed to do because Jesus says, even though my assignment is done, even though I'm gonna go back and sit at the right hand of the Father, I am sending you a promise. I am going to give you a gift. Now, how many of you know that if Jesus wants to give us a gift, we ought to be excited about receiving that. Gift, but because there's been so much misunderstanding about the role and the purpose of the Holy Spirit, a lot of people aren't excited about the gift, they they, they aren't waiting to receive it. In fact, they're scared of it, or they don't even know uh, what its actual use is. Listen, the apostle Peter said this in Acts 2 and 38. He says, For the promise is to you and your children, he says, and to all who are far away as many as the Lord our God will call. He says this gift, this promise of the Holy Spirit is available to all of God's children. It doesn't matter uh, how old you are, how young you are, what denomination you may have came out of, uh, whether you never came out of a denomination, maybe you, you, you came off the streets to know Christ. Listen, what he says is this, this promise that Jesus has made available through what he did on the cross is now available not just to you, but it's available to your children. It's available to anyone who is far away. He says, as many as the Lord, our God, will call now notice he, this promise is necessary because he says yes you come to Christ but coming to Christ is not it's not the only gift it is the gift of eternal life but he says I want to give you something that's gonna help you live a better life while you're here on the earth understand this the precious baptism with the Holy Spirit is for all believers somebody ought to type that in the comment section say the say Holy Spirit is for all believers. Holy Spirit is for all believers. Somebody asked me one time, they said, why do you why do you say Holy Spirit and you don't say the Holy Spirit? And we're going to talk a little bit about that because Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. Just like when I say Jesus, I don't say the Jesus. I say Jesus and I say Holy Spirit because they are both individuals. They are all part of the Trinity. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but that's the reason I say Holy Spirit that way. Understand as disciples on the day of Pentecost, as they were speaking in tongues, the apostle Peter confirmed that what was taking place was the fulfilling of a promise that was that is recorded in Joel chapter two, verse 28 through 32. In that, it says that the spirit The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will pour, will be poured out on all flesh. It will be evident as dreams, visions and prophecy. See, the reason you need Holy Spirit active in your life is so that you have access to those dreams, so that you have access to those visions, so that you have access to that prophecy. Why? Because there are things that God wants revealed in the earth and he needs a conduit to be able to reveal those things. And he has set the system up that he does that through his children. So his children need to be in tune with him. And the way that we are in tune with him is through Holy Spirit. Uh, The best way I can I can give you an example of that would be like uh, an interpreter. Uh, if you've ever watched anyone who speaks English trying to talk to someone who speaks Spanish and the person who speaks English doesn't understand Spanish and the person who speaks Spanish doesn't, stand, doesn't understand English, the way they can effectively communicate is they have an interpreter. They have someone who understands English and they have someone who understands Spanish. Well, the Holy Ghost, as some say, or Holy Spirit is our interpreter. He he has the ability to be inside of us to understand the spiritual things and communicate those to our spirit. He also understands the fleshly things in us and can communicate via the spirit to talk about those things that are in our flesh that are hindering us. And so you need Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit in your life because he is our interpreter. Look, tonight what I want to do, and I don't want to get caught up in in a lot of the details. You have to go back and watch some of the other teachings for that. But what I want to do tonight is I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about two things that Holy Spirit wants to do in you. Why is this important? Because we're talking about understanding both the role and the purpose of Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. So the first thing I need you to know is that the first thing he wants to do is to bring power into your life. He wants to bring power into your life. He does not want you living a powerless life. What does it mean to have power? To have power means you have the ability to change a circumstance, to change a situation, to change your environment. We, things like dynamite, we call those things powerful. Why? Because they have the ability to rearrange everything that is around them. Holy Spirit wants to connect with you so that you are not subject to the things of this world, but the things of this world would be subject to you. He wants to give you power to do and to be more than you could ever imagine. The Bible, we read that in Acts 1 and 8 says you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit comes up on you. That, That power that comes on you is from Holy Spirit. And what it does is it allows you to stand strong in the midst of every adversity. Let me say that again. It allows you to stand strong in the midst of every adversity. We find in the Bible that Peter, who two months before had denied Christ, he had denied Jesus three times. Jesus told him he was going to do it. He said, no, I won't. But sure enough, he denied Christ three times. But after Peter is endowed with Holy Spirit, we find him standing in a crowd and he is preaching the gospel to the very people he had denied Christ to. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will give you a power to do what you was afraid to do before. Holy Spirit will come up on you if you receive Him into your life. And once He's received into your life, there will be things you were never able to do that you will now find yourself doing with ease. The Bible tells us that when Peter got through preaching, 3,000 people made a commitment to Jesus Christ. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, which means that they too got the exact same power that Peter had. Now, get this that means that, 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 that you got to understand this. That means that when Holy Spirit comes on me, and then Holy Spirit comes on you, Holy Spirit ain't split in half. I get all the Holy Spirit, and you get all the Holy Spirit, and everybody else to whom all the Lord will call receives all of Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is designed, number one, to bring us power. The second thing the Holy Spirit does or wants to do in our life is to give us spiritual gifts. The second thing the Holy Spirit wants to do is to give us spiritual gifts. I don't know about you, but I like receiving good gifts. Okay, I like receiving good gifts and Holy Spirit has a collection of wonderful, marvelous, powerful spiritual gifts that he wants to give to the children of God based on their assignment in the kingdom. And and many of us, uh, we struggle because we don't we we, we go out and we try to do these assignments without having the right tools. But that's what Holy Spirit's job is. That's part of His job. Part of Holy Spirit's job is to give us the right tools. He wants to give us these spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Are actually laid out in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. You can write that down and take a look at those later. But basically what they talk about is they talk about healing. uh, They talk about wisdom. They talk about prophecy. They talk about speaking in tongues and the spirit of discernment. Now, listen, if you just take a look, if you could just function in just miraculous healing, if you could function in just the wisdom of heaven, if if you could just function in prophecy to declare what thus says the Lord. If you could speak in tongues, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, because that's one of those areas that, that, that scares people or it's very misunderstood. But speaking in is, is a speaking in tongues is a gift. Of Holy Spirit. Well, why would he give me that gift? Because that gift works. It does something. And we're going to talk about what it does and, and why it's important to receive it. And then the spirit of discernment. That means knowing right and wrong and, and, and when and timing and how and who. Listen, Holy Spirit wants to make your life so much easier. Why? Because he doesn't want to just come and just live in you and just take up residence and not do anything. He comes packing gifts. It's it's, it's like having a house guest who comes to your house uh, and eats up all your food and sucks up all your cool air and makes a mess. Well, no one wants a house guest like that. But if you got a house guest that comes and they're contributing, they bring gifts and they're making your life easier. Everybody likes those kinds of house guests. Well, Holy Spirit is like that kind of house guest on ten. Okay, he brings gifts with him, gifts that make your life easier and allow you to live out your assignment with maximized results. Amen. So let's get into this. There's typically four questions uh, here at Fellowship of Champions that we start to talk to people about. When we start talking about understanding the role and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Listen, all of these gifts that we've talked about, I've seen them in, in operation. Like literally, I've been, I, I, since my, my, the first time I saw a miracle was September of 1986. And since then, I have seen miracles happen. I've, I've heard testimonies of people who I know and people that I don't even know. I've heard countless testimonies about how people have been healed, delivered, and set free all through the work of Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, if you will just open up your heart and hear what we have to say tonight, if you have not asked Holy Spirit to come into your life, maybe you've been afraid, maybe you didn't know, I'm telling you tonight is your night because when you do it, things are gonna get so much easier for you. That don't mean you won't have any trials or any tribulations. What it means is you're gonna be empowered to overcome every single one of them No. Okay, so let's talk about these four questions. The four questions we're going to talk about tonight. Number one is, what is the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Okay, we'll come back to that. The second one is what happens when we receive the Holy Spirit? Okay, we want to talk about the purpose of the Holy Spirit or or why do we need him in our life? And then we're going to talk about what happens when we get him. And then number three, how we're going to talk about how you receive the baptism of Holy Spirit? How do you actually receive Him into your life? And then lastly, we're gonna talk about what are the signs that you have been baptized in Holy Spirit? And and number four may shock you because I know how a lot of people teach this. And a lot of people teach it that you're not baptized in, in Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit hadn't came into your life if you don't speak in tongues, But we're gonna talk about that and clarify that and and break some, um, some tradition and some wrong teaching about that when we get to it. So let's jump into number one. Number one, what is the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? At Fellowship of Champions, why do we think it's important that you ask Holy Spirit to come into your life? Well, the purpose is to give supernatural power and supernatural ability to a believer so that it enables them to fulfill their calling more effectively, okay? We believe that everybody has a calling. If you are in this earth, you have a reason for being here. And we believe that Holy Spirit puts his super on the natural that you have and gives you supernatural power and supernatural ability. It enables you to fulfill your calling more effectively. Maybe you say, well, I've been doing some great things. I'm not going to discount that. But if you've been doing them outside of Holy Spirit, you haven't been getting maximized results because the Spirit, Holy Spirit can give you the ability to go further than you can go on your own. Understand this. Holy Spirit is a power tool. He is a power tool that helps us to be more efficient on our mission to represent Jesus Christ in the world. Remember the Bible says that we are to go and we are to preach the gospel, that we are to um, go and, and share the good news of Jesus Christ and make disciples. What gives us the ability to do that is by having Holy Spirit in our lives working in us, okay? So let's look at number two. What happens when you receive? Holy Spirit in your life or when you receive the Holy Spirit? Well, if you will allow Holy Spirit to come in and fill you, to flood you, and for you to be diffused in him and you receive what God wants to do in you, then you will realize that you have access to things you never had before. So what happens when we receive Holy Spirit? We have access to things we previously did not have access to. Things like what, Pastor? Things like healing, things like being delivered from sin and and, and from anything that's holding you down, addictions, um, um, uh, illnesses. Uh, We become empowered to prosper uh, because Holy Spirit always wins. So when we have Holy Spirit in us, we become winners. Uh, So we get empowered to prosper. We find out we have direction in our life. Uh, there have been countless numbers of people who who have loved the Lord and have been serving the Lord. But when they when they get baptized, when they ask Holy Spirit to come into their life, all of a sudden now they see things clearer. All of a sudden now they get uh, direction. Uh, now they understand things better than they ever did. Uh, they get wisdom uh, in their life and understanding in areas that, that that previously used to be difficult for them to to decipher. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is an empowering experience. What it does is it equips spirit-filled believers for both witness and for ministry. For witness and for ministry. What do I mean by for witness? Listen, when you have Holy Spirit in your life, it allows you to live above what is natural. When you live by what is above what's natural, people take notice. And when people take notice and they see how you're able to maneuver and move and not lose your mind and not give up or cave in and quit when situations happen, it sparks their interest. That's how you become a witness. Uh, a, a simple way is when 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 when, when everybody else would have cussed somebody out for doing what they were doing, right? But you don't cuss them out. For doing what they did. You provide a witness. Okay. And then when it comes to ministry, what do I mean by ministry? You say, well, pastor, I'm not called into ministry. Yes, you are. Everybody is called into ministry. Ministry just means to serve. So however God has called you to serve, uh, it doesn't just mean the five fold ministry. There are multiple other ministries that are necessary in order for the body of Christ to grow. And so you have a calling. You have a reason for being in the body. And the Holy Spirit allows you to be both a witness while you're out in the world. He also equips you and empowers you so that you can also be a better and more effective minister in the area. He's called you to serve. Amen. Let's look at number three. Number three, how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, if this is a great question, and people have asked this before. So if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you may be seeing what Pastor Edwin, I've never asked. Holy Spirit to come into my life. I've never, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. or I was afraid to do that because, well, uh, you know, my, my big mama, when when she caught the Holy Ghost, uh, she towed the church up uh, or uh, she would run and her wig would come off and uh, all these crazy things that would happen when we associate the Holy Spirit. Well, understand something. If you want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that you will be an empowered witness, so that you will be more effective in ministry and so that you can be a part of God's kingdom in the proper function, all you have to do is ask. I know you wanted something deep. I know you wanted 10 steps. I know you wanted five keys, but I'm telling you, how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You simply ask Holy Spirit to come into your life. Listen, the Bible says this, In Luke 11 and 13, it lets us know for sure. It says, he will freely give you his marvelous Holy Spirit. It says basically that if you want it, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is simply ask and then place your focus and your affection on him. If you place your affection and focus on Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. In the same way that you ask Jesus to come into your life, Holy Spirit comes into your life. I know there's been so much teaching out there uh, that has gotten so many people confused and so many people uh, didn't understand exactly how this was supposed to work. They, they said, well, they told me you gotta come to the altar. They told me that they gotta put some oil on you. They told me you gotta be, be pushed down and laid down. Listen, I am telling you, If you want Holy Spirit in your life, all you have to do is ask. That's what you did when you asked Jesus to come into your life. The Bible says that you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and thou shalt be saved. Somebody says it can't be that easy. It is that easy. And all you have to do is ask Holy Spirit to come into your life. In fact, I say it like this because I always tell people. There are basically four things you need to do if you want to receive Holy Spirit into your life. Number one, you must be born again. Number one, you must be born again. I, it's people, you can't get the gift if you don't get the giver of the gift. And, and you, you you can't bypass the the, the the system and try to get the prize without going through the one who gives the prize. So, number one, if you if, if you're out there and you're listening and you and you're, you're not born again, well, how do I know if I'm born again? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart? Have you ever asked him for uh, to save you uh, for the forgiveness of your sins? And you say, well, Pastor, I've never seen. Him. Well, you were born into sin. So that that cancels that. So you need to ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins and he will instantaneously. And then once you've done that, once you have been born again, then the second thing you got to do, and, and this is so important, based on, on on where on where you're from and how your life has been, you must spend time building your faith to receive Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. You mean I gotta I gotta build my faith for it? Listen, some people have instantaneous faith, and I tell you that the, the hardest people to get to receive. Holy Spirit in their life is people who grew up in church because they don't they, they they either have been terrified or scared of Holy Spirit or they've been taught that it's not necessary or they think it's just something that happens on Sunday morning when the praise team is up singing and somebody catches it and starts bucking and hollering and screaming and because there's been such a misunderstanding about it. When someone like me comes and says, All you have to do is ask him to come into your life and he'll come, it just seems too easy. So, what you have to do is you have to spend time building your faith to receive. How do you do that? The same way you build your faith to receive healing, the same way you build your faith to receive finances, the same way you build your faith to receive a new job. What do you do? You have to get into the word of God and see what he says about promising to give you Holy Spirit. Okay? So number one, you got to be born again. Number two, you got to spend time, however much time that is for you, building up your faith to receive Holy Spirit. You know, it didn't have to be a long time. You can just decide, I believe I receive. And when you believe you receive and your faith is there, boom, you're ready to go. Number three, then you must have an expectation to, and be fully persuaded to receive Holy Spirit when you ask. I can't tell you the number of times that people have come up and they said, I want to I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I say, all you got to do is just, just ask him to come into your heart. And they say, well, well Holy Spirit, I want you to come into my heart. I want to surrender to you. I, I, wanna, I want you to lead me and to guide me. And I thank you for coming into my heart. And I say, okay, there it is. And they go, well, that can't be it. That wasn't enough. It, 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 see, it, it's got to be more to it than that. No, you have to have the same expectation. The Bible says that when you pray, believe that you receive when, when you pray or when you ask. So if you want Holy Spirit to come into your life, you have to have the expectation that when you ask, he shows up and it's not about a feeling. It's not about what you think. It's not about did, did, did the lights blink. It's not about did thunder roll. It's not about did lightning strike. It's did I ask and do I believe I receive? Because if you do, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit always shows up, which is number four. Receive Holy Spirit. You can receive Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. The Bible talks about that, but you may be at home right now and nobody's going to lay hands on you but you. That's fine. Invite Holy Spirit to come in and live inside of you. You can lay hands on yourself. You can lift your hands. You can close your hands whatever. You don't have to wait for me to have a service to lay hands on you, You that that can happen that way. But if we're in the midst of a pandemic and we're not meeting right now, and you're like, I don't wanna wait until June or July when things open back up and, or, or, and have to then wait till then. I, I want the Holy Spirit to come into my life right now then simply invite him into your life make sure that you're born again okay build up your faith even if that just means i believe i receive based on based on the word i've heard tonight and then number 3 just make sure that you have the expectation that hey when i ask he's coming just like when i asked jesus to save me he didn't put me on a two week you know layaway plan he showed up right then and so then number 4 then is when i ask i believe i fully receive and i invite him into my life amen so that's number three of the four questions. Here's the fourth question What are the signs of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Now, this is the one I told you we talk a little bit about because a lot of people, what they do is they say, Hey, in order for you to be baptized, you must speak in tongues instantaneously. Now, maybe some churches didn't teach it that way. That's fine, but I guarantee you there's at least five or 10 people on this broadcast who that is what they heard growing up. So let me take a moment and just talk about this for just a second. In the book of Acts, the most common sign of Holy Spirit baptism was the expression of unknown tongues. The Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Without getting into a long, long drawn out thing about this, there were actually two different types of tongues that were being spoken. If you go back and look, you'll see that some of them were speaking in unknown tongues. And some of them were speaking in tongues that were of languages of people who were there, but they themselves had never learned the language. How is that possible? Because remember, I told you Holy Spirit is an interpreter. Okay, remember, I told you Holy Spirit is an interpreter. Well, why is that important? Because there may be times that there may be someone who you need to speak a word to. And that person may speak Portuguese and you may not, but that does not hinder God from getting his word out. If you're willing to be a vessel, he can allow you to speak a language that you've never learned. And most people get that concept. It's just amazing to them. But they're like, whoa, you can speak a language that you've never learned. But then you take that same ideology and Holy Spirit can give you a language that only heaven has ever heard. Oh, glory to God. He'll give you a language that only heaven understands. That is when people start to back off and they start like, wait a minute, maybe you making up. Maybe this ain't real. You do understand every language is made up. even though we speak English, it is made up. Somebody may speak French, but it is a language that was made up. Somebody's over time developed those languages. So understand this. Holy Spirit may give you the sign the moment you ask him to come into your life, and you may begin to speak in tongues right that moment. Now, if you don't, that is not an indication that you didn't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I have to say that, and people can get mad and they can get angry and they can teach you how they want to, but here at Fellowship of Champions, I am telling you that just because you don't speak in tongues at that moment doesn't mean that you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. However, let me say this, it is important that you desire that gift, Why is it important that you desire that gift? For the reasons that I just said. The Holy Spirit is an interpreter. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will make intercession for us. In fact, there are times that we don't know what to pray. There are times we don't know what to say. There are times that we don't even know what the future holds that we need to be praying for. And the Bible says that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we are building up, our most holy faith. We'll talk about that a little bit later and what that means. But I need you to hear me just because you don't speak in tongues at that moment doesn't mean that you aren't feel, but you should never be comfortable not having a heavenly prayer language. You should be desiring that because it's part of the giftings, just like miracles, just like healing, just like prophecy, just like wisdom and just like understanding. And you should desire all that God has for you. Amen. Now, let me talk about this real quick, because one of the things uh, that, that, that we say here at Fellowship of Champions is that when you begin to study Holy Spirit, you will find that there are actually seven particular gifts that Holy Spirit brings with him that whether you have spoken in tongue or not, you can tell whether the Holy Spirit is evident in your life. Now, how do I know that? Because there are seven gifts that Holy Spirit always brings with him. Those seven gifts, you can find this in the word, they are wisdom, okay, understanding, it is counsel, it is fortitude, knowledge, piety, and the reverential fear of the Lord. That means to be in awe of God, not a, not a, oh my God, I'm so scared. It's a reverential fear. It's I am in awe of who God is. If you are functioning in those aspects You are not doing that on your own. You ain't smart enough. You ain't gifted enough. You're not talented enough. You ain't bright enough. The Holy Spirit brings those gifts with him because they are necessary for us to live the championship kind of life. So you may be thinking, Pastor, I've never spoken in tongues, but I've asked Holy Spirit to come into my life. Okay, can you see examples of where you're wiser after asking him to come in your life? Can you see examples in your life where you have better understanding now that he's come into your life? Can you see where you're able to give better counsel to yourself and to others now that he's come into your life? Do you have some fortitude you didn't used to have? Do you have something that doesn't allow you to quit when you used to give up all the time? You know, do you have more knowledge than you had before? And I'm not talking about just what you got from a book. I mean, are things revealed to you that you know you didn't know on your own and it had to be revealed to you supernaturally? If those things are happening in your life, I am telling you, you are you are housing Holy Spirit in your in your heart. Since he's there, all you got to say is Holy Spirit, I want you to unwrap that other gift. I want you to unwrap the gift of speaking in tongues and then you got to get out of your own way so that you can do what it is that comes naturally in the spirit. Most people aren't able to do it because they get in their head so much. They start thinking I'm making this up. This ain't real. What is this doing? Listen understand you got to move beyond your intellect and beyond your head knowledge if you're going to receive all of these gifts that Holy Spirit has for you okay So those are the four major questions that everybody has to understand and know. What is the purpose of Holy Spirit? You got to know after you know the purpose of Holy Spirit, what happens when you receive Holy Spirit? How do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And then what are the signs? Okay. now, once you once you've worked through that, now there are some things that you need to know about Holy Spirit. Now, why why are there things that I need to know about Holy Spirit? Because when you know certain things about a person, you understand how they move. You understand how they work. You understand how they show up. So let me share with you real quick a couple of things that you need to know about Holy Spirit. I told you the first one. Number one, Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, Holy Spirit is a person. Somebody put that in the comment section. Holy Spirit is a person. God the Father, uh, you have Jesus, who's the Son of God, and then you have Holy Spirit. They make up the Trinity. Understand? Holy Spirit is not lesser; He's not greater. He is He. he is the Comforter. He has a specific assignment and role to do. Just like Jesus had a specific assignment and a role, it was to come and to be the uh, the, the the payment for all of mankind's sin. Well, now Holy Spirit's job is really to be the God on the inside of all of us. Okay, so Holy Spirit is a person. In fact, the Holy Spirit is not a force to be used. He's not a ghost uh, and he's not some premonition or manifestation that we see. He is a person. He communicates and he has feelings. Listen to me. Holy Spirit has feelings. The Bible shows us that the Holy Spirit also speaks in Acts 13 and 2. It shows us that he loves in Romans 15 and 30. It shows us that he intercedes for us. I was just talking about that, how, how Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf, praying for us, when helping us to pray when we don't know what to pray. We see that in Romans eight twenty six 26 and 27. In fact, he can even be insulted. Did you know you can insult Holy Spirit? You can actually insult Holy Spirit. Well, how do, how, why do you say that? Well, because the Bible says it says it's so according to Hebrews 10 and 29. And he can become sad. How does Holy Spirit become sad? When we grieve him, when we don't allow him to do in our lives what he has been called to do. Well, glory to God. He's been called to keep you safe. So when he gives you instruction to keep you safe and your hard head tail go out there and just do whatever you want to do, you make him sad. You make him sad. Why? Because his job is to keep you safe, but you won't listen. He's telling you that person that you think you love so much and you think you want to spend the rest of your life with. He's like, that's not the person. And rather than you saying, yes, I understand. You like, "Mm, let me go find out for myself. And then when you go beat up, get beat all beat up, then you want to come back and cry. And because he's the comforter, he's there for you. But he's like, we didn't have to go through this. We didn't have to do this. You could have just listened. So, number one, Holy Spirit is a person. Number two, Holy Spirit has always been here and he always will be. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters in Genesis and is described as crying out with the, with the bride in the book of Revelation. So Holy Spirit wasn't created. He was He was there before there was and he'll be there after there isn't. Understand Holy Spirit has always been there. Presence, the, the presence of, of Holy Spirit, presence is the communicated love of God himself. It's the very person of the Holy Spirit who has eternally flowed between the lover, that's us, the father and the son. Holy Spirit is the one who's been moving and connecting us. Understand, when you were in the world doing all the sin that you love and the stuff you really love doing it twice, it was Holy Spirit who was drawing you. It was Holy Spirit who was tugging at that part of you that is connected to God, trying to pull you out of sin Pull you out of decay, pull you out of heartache. It was Holy Spirit doing that. Why? Because he wanted to connect you back to the Father. He wanted to get He He wanted you to have the kind of love that only comes from the Father. It was Holy Spirit doing that, and He's always been doing that. Number three, the Holy Spirit transformed our lives. If you'll let him, the Holy Spirit transforms our lives. You and I are works in progress, and the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us of sin. And he's also the one who then, after he convicts us, helps us to move forward into the fruit of the Spirit so that we don't live in sin forever. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians five eighteen through 23. Holy Spirit brings with him all of those things faith, love, joy, patience, long-suffering, temperance, all of those things, when we invite Holy Spirit to come in, we get access to that. That is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, you know what it means to demonstrate fruit. A tree that has fruit says, hey, this is what kind of tree it is. You see a tree, you don't have to know what kind it is. If it has apples on it, you know it's an apple tree. You can see a tree. You don't have to know what kind of tree it is. If it has oranges on it, you know it's an orange tree. You don't have to see a tree to know what kind of tree it is, but if it has bananas on it, you can pretty much be assured that it's a banana tree. Why? Because a tree is known by its fruit. So it is with you and I. We are known by our fruit. So if you've got faith, if you've got joy, if you've got love, if you've got temperance, if you've got patience and long suffering in your life, it's not there because you somehow naturally developed. That is an inkling that Holy Spirit is there working in whatever area you find yourself deficient in. You can ask him for more help and he will help you develop in that area. Number four, the fourth thing the Holy Spirit does is he fills us and equips us. He fills us and he equips us. Ephesians 5.18 says that we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, it is a non-negotiable. The Holy Spirit wants to be deeply involved in our lives. I know it's not always sexy or fun uh, to talk about our need for Holy Spirit because we want to hear about something that is that's more tantalizing to our ears. But I am telling you, without Holy Spirit, you will never be as great as God has called you to be. Why? Because you need the feeling and you need the equipping to be all God has called you to be. Number five. The, other, the fifth thing the Holy Spirit does is he gives us a life uh, that is led so that we can be fruitful. He gives us the kind of life that, he, that he'll lead it the, so that we can be fruitful. I just talked about the, the apple tree, the orange tree, and the banana tree. He wants you to have a fruitful life. You know, when you say you are a Christian, there ought to be some Christ-like fruit. In order for there to be Christ like fruit, you have to have Holy Spirit on the inside of you germinating the seeds of his word so they can produce the fruit in your life. Galatians 5 describes that followers of Jesus should be more loving. They should be more joyful, they should be more peaceful, they should be more patient, they should be more kind, they should be uh, good, they should be more faithful, they should be gentle, and they should have more self-control. If you are functioning in those things, that is evidence that Holy Spirit is in your life. But again, just because you have those things functioning doesn't mean you don't still need to be saying, hey, Lord, I want all of the gifts. I want all the gifts that you've promised me for my assignment. And every believer, every believer needs to be able to pray in tongues. Why? Because it is your access to heaven in ways that the enemy can't even get in and mess it up, okay? Number six, the last thing you need to know, well, not the last thing, but number six, it's about everyday life and encounter. A Holy Spirit is not somebody or something that people have said that just shows up on Sunday, that just shows up when it's time to uh, to make you run, make you shout or jump over some pews or hop over some chairs. No. Holy Spirit is about every day living and we want to be in his presence all the time. Does that mean you lay prostrate on the ground, crying uh, and listening to worship music 24 seven? No, what we mean is we wanna be cognizant that Holy Spirit is always there. We wanna be open at any time we get ready to do something and we hear his voice to stop, to yield or to go, that we're obedient to what he is saying because we want to be sure that whatever he tells us We're hearing and doing because we know it's designed to get us to live and receive maximized results. One of the things we say at Fellowship of Champions all the time, and we've said it for over two decades in some shape, form, or fashion, and that is that we don't want to go anywhere without God's presence. We don't want to do anything without God's presence. God, God, unless your presence goes with us, do not lead us up from here. Don't take us anywhere that your presence is not gonna be because we know that we can only function and do our best when we are yielding to Holy Spirit. Amen? So real quick before we close, let's talk real quick about the job description of the Holy Spirit. going will give you uh, some of these and, and, and they'll come up on the screen pretty quick. I just want to run through them. I want to talk about what is the job description, because whenever you go to job description, it kind of lays out for you what the expectations are. So I need you to know what are the what can you as a believer expect from Holy Spirit when he comes into your life? Okay. number one, the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom and guidance. We've talked about that. There's many scriptures you can read about that in the Bible. It lets you know exactly what it is that he does for you, but he'll give you wisdom and guidance. In fact, the word of God says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. And God will give to him through Holy Spirit. He'll give to him liberally and unabraid. Okay. number two, the Holy Spirit gives you strength. There's a scriptural reference for that in Luke 24 and 49. If you need strength, you need power, you need to be able to do your assignment in the kingdom. You have the ability to do it because Holy Spirit will give you strength. Number three, the thing that people don't want to talk about, but it's also important, is that the Holy Spirit will convict us. Why does the Holy Spirit convict us? To get us back on track, to get us back on track. Holy Spirit will convict us. There's a reference for you in John 16, 7 through 11. I thank God for conviction. Somebody ought to put that in the comment section. If you if if you brave enough and bold enough and you mean it to type it, you ought to type that in the comment section. Say, I thank I thank Holy Spirit for his convictions. I thank him. I thank him that when I get ready to do something, when I get ready to to type something and and put it out there, he'll say, no, don't do that. I thank him for his conviction, because if, I, if if he hadn't told me and I had done it, there could have been destruction that comes. So I thank Holy Spirit uh, for, for convicting me. Number four, which goes along with that, the Holy Spirit helps you. John 14 and 26, the Holy Spirit can help you in so many ways. Why? Because he knows it all. The Holy Spirit can help you in so many areas. There is no area that you can find yourself in that if you rely on Holy Spirit, that he can't help you. He's never tapped out. He knows it all. In fact, he'll even tell you before you get in a situation where you'll need uh, some extra help. If you would just learn to listen to him. Number five on the job description for Holy Spirit, he comforts you. And we thank God for that. We thank God because there are times in our life that life can be so cruel. Life can be so mean. We lose loved ones. We have things that happen that we never count on. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. You are never alone. He is your comforter. First Thessalonians 1 and 6 lays that out for us. It lets us know that he is our comforter. He encourages us. Listen, there are times when when, when maybe you don't have anybody around you encouraging you. You can rely on Holy Spirit and just talk to him and he will encourage you. He is the one who gives you hope and he is the one who nourishes your heart. Number six, we've kind of talked about this one, so I won't get into it a lot, but the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. You ought to take a, a snapshot of this screen if you're watching it or whatever, but you need to read 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. There's a lot of gifts there. And some of you are, some of you are, are, are gift deficient. Not because, not because he, he doesn't want to give you a gift, but because you didn't know that you had right to have access to it. But I need you to read 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. And I want you You need to, they say to covet, not in a a bad way, but you should ask, you should want those gifts. Why? Because they make you more effective. Number seven, the Holy Spirit assists us in prayer. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. The Bible says in Jude 20 and 20, it tells us for a fact that there's a scripture uh, with Jude 20 and 20. And it tells us that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, or when we pray in the Holy Spirit, that we build up our most holy faith. What do you mean? I mean that when we're praying in the Spirit, when we're praying in tongues, it may not seem like nothing to you or to anybody around you. Listen, people can call it fake and made up all they want. All I know is the word of God is true. And it says that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we pray, when we allow Holy Spirit to pray in us and through us that we are praying in a a tongue that may not be known to us, but heaven knows what it is. And the Holy Spirit is able to interpret that for us and to give us that information that we need to do what we need to do to be empowered. The Holy Spirit assists us in prayer. Number eight, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Oh yes, he does. He intercedes on our behalf. Romans 8, 26 and 27 uh, lets us know that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray or what to do. He goes before us and prays the prayers that we don't even know we need to pray. Do you know how awesome that is? We say this all the time. Something supernatural happens when we pray. But there are times we don't know what to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't even know that we should be praying about a certain thing. But Holy Spirit does. And so he's there making intercession for us while we don't even know we need to be doing it. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Number the, the, the next one. Number nine, I believe it is the Holy Spirit guards and guarantees our salvation, Ephesians 1 and 13. Listen, the Bible says that we were born of an uncorruptible seed. That means that yes, we may make mistakes, we may blow it, we may blow it more than once, but we know that Holy Spirit guards and guarantees our salvation. The Bible tells us that in Ephesians 1 and 13, that it is through the Holy Spirit that we experience the conversion. When we, ask, when we ask Jesus to come into our lives, that, that, that function is done through Holy Spirit. And once it's done through Holy Spirit, the enemy can't come and snatch us out of the hands of God. No, Holy Spirit guards and guarantees our salvation. And then lastly, number 10, the Holy Spirit unifies us. The Holy Spirit unifies. For we become, if we all functioning, And allowing Holy Spirit to do his work in us, we all become one body through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, we can all operate within the giftings, but also simultaneously support each other and admonish each other towards being better in the kingdom. See, when you get, when Holy Spirit is really in the mix, there is no confusion, there is no division. No one's mad because somebody's called to prophesy and somebody else is called to lay hands on people uh, for gifts of healing. Nobody's mad that somebody has the gift of administration and someone else is called to evangelism. Nobody is mad because someone is called to be a teacher and someone else is called to miracles. We're just all excited that we're all doing what God has called us to do. And so here at Fellowship of Champions, that is what we believe when it comes to understanding the role and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we have so many more teachings about Holy Spirit on our website. Uh, we, we've got some teachings that we've done in depth, uh, especially where the area is concerned of, of speaking in tongues. If you have specific questions about uh speaking in tongues, I'm always happy to answer those because it was an area that was so confusing for me uh when 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 I was Early in my walk with Christ, I had got conflicting teachings, and I I even used to preach early on uh, that people didn't need to pray in tongues, that it was not necessary anymore, because that's what I was taught, and I was taught that, and 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 and, and I believed it because of who taught it. But when you go and you study the Word of God, uh, it is undeniable, it is unequivocal uh, that praying in tongues is not only uh, beneficial but also necessary uh, in order for the believer to be the absolute best they can be. But I also have to tell you that it's not the only indication that Holy Spirit is at work in you, okay? And that's what we teach you at Fellowship of Champions. Somebody else may teach something different, but you know what, we're not gonna quarrel or fight over those things. But if you're a partner here, it's important for you to know from the standpoint of what we believe and what we teach, amen? And that's why we do these partnership classes. And that's why I'm glad you've joined us uh, all of these last 11 weeks. Uh, We've got one more week to go. It's going to be about prayer and fasting. And I believe Minister Chandra is going to be teaching. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be uh, excellent. It's going to be wonderful. Um, so real quick, before we go, what time is it? It's three. So let me go through the announcements just real quick. Uh, obviously, uh, each Monday we have what's called Strategies for Success. That's done at 12 noon. It's done on Pastor Sean's page, on her professional page, and on her personal page. It's an opportunity for you to come uh, and just kind of hear what the Lord is saying. To her, and receive some 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 golden nuggets from heaven to help you live more successfully in your life and business. On Tuesday night, we have Tuesday night prayer, uh, and praise God. Ari prayed last night; it was so good. Uh, I, I love it. I, I love how each one of our intercessors praise differently. Yeah, I love that. I love all of them. Uh, and I love how they pray and and the way they do it um, individually, Uh, because again, they all have Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit uses them uniquely based on their calling. So you can join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. And then right here on Wednesday night, we have refreshed Bible Study. Uh, Pastor Ralph has allowed us to kind of steal away some time. The last uh, 11 I guess really thirteen weeks because timing took a couple of weeks. but we stole away some of those weeks. Uh, but you can be you can meet us right here for refresh Bible study every Wednesday at eight pm. Then on Thursdays we have ignite um. Bible study uh, at 7 p.m. That's for our teens. And Victory Zone is always on demand. And parents, you want to make sure that your, your children are watching. The new Victory Zone lesson is is, 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 is uh, It's called Upward. It's a series. It's about keeping their eyes on Jesus. And so make sure that you're letting your children uh, watch those videos. And parents, make sure you get your teens connected uh, to Ignite at 7 p.m. If you need some information about that, go to our website, www.focchurch.org com uh for more information and then on friday mornings friday mornings we we start our weekends on friday morning we get up and we join uh what we call the champion circle it's at 6 30 a.m central standard time all of our times are central standard time um and 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 listen one of our intercessory prayer partners uh, leaders they're on there they're praying uh we, we come in hype on Friday morning. And so you don't want to miss it. Um, you you want to be a part of that. You want to join us for that every Friday morning. Listen, if you want to be a virtual partner, uh, I don't think I mentioned that. If you want to be a virtual partner, you can do that. Visit our website. Those of you who sent in that you want to be a virtual partner from last week, I know I got all of those out. I got all of the emails cleared out. I think there were 12 of you uh, who joined us uh, and wanted to be virtual partners, so I want to make sure that that was there. Listen. I got caught up. Sunday mornings. Thank you, Pastor Ralph. Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. We have worship with Pastor Kristen Valley and her husband, Ellen Miguel Valley. Listen, you don't want to miss praise and worship. Get your coffee. Get comfy. Let the Lord just saturate you uh, with his wonder as Chris sings heaven into our lives. And then after that is me and Pastor Sean. We're right back here on Sunday celebration uh, at 10 a.m., uh, preaching what thus saith the Lord. Amen. So I believe that's all of our announcements. Oh, make sure that you are watching us on the various um, platforms. There it is. Subscribe to our podcast, iTunes, Google, and Spotify and YouTube channels if you have not done that already. And if you would love to give, I know you want to give because you guys are givers, we have ways for you to do that. You can give through Givelify, push pay tidally, and text to give. And as of today, our international partners who've been saying, Pastor Edwin, we want to give, but we can't give through those other methods. Well, I don't want to deny them. So we have now have a way for them to give. It is via PayPal. And I guess you just use the email address, F-O-C Church, N-W-A at Gmail.com. So if you want to give via PayPal, uh, GiveLify, PushPay Tidally, or Text to Give. Listen, let me tell you guys what you did just on this week. Just on this week, you help somebody with some medical bills. You've helped some people with some food. You've helped somebody stay in their apartment. That's just on this week. Just on this week, you've done that. And I want you to know that the blessing that comes on FOC for sowing into those people's lives, it comes to you double. We're declaring a double on your life because FOC could not do it without you. So if you like to give, govern yourselves accordingly. Uh, I think that may be all of our announcements. I don't think there's anything else. There's the ways you can give. Listen, join us on Friday morning. All right. Join us on Friday morning for Champion Circle. Um, 630 a.m. Ignite. Y'all get ready for tomorrow at 7 uh, p.m. and uh, We'll see you guys later. Hope this uh, blessed your life. Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns, hit me up. The easiest way to get in contact with me probably is through email that you can use that same email or if you're on Facebook via Messenger uh, on our Facebook page, FOC Facebook page. I check those regularly. All right, God bless you all. Have a wonderful night. Be blessed. Remember, this is the five to one season. This is our season of great harvest. It's the year release. Listen, everything God has for you, go get it. Be blessed.